And now, for the show reflecting on classic radio, Hollywood 360, with your host, Carl Amari. Who's that strange-looking man behind you? That's Carl. I met him at the laundry man. Sam Spade Detective Agency. Sam, sweetheart. I don't know what to do, Rabbi. Every night he listens to the radio. I can't keep him away. The Lone Ranger, uh, the Shadow, the Master Avenger. Uh, this is not good. It tends to induce bad values, false dreams, lazy habits. Want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? <laughs> guys, guys, guys! Fellas, think we could listen to the radio or something? Happy Halloween, everyone. I'm Carl Amari, and this is Hollywood 360, the radio show that presents... All things entertainment, including trivia contests and games, movie reviews, celebrity interviews, showbiz news, and classic radio shows. My co-host is the vivacious Lisa Wolf. In this hour, Bela Lugosi and John Carradine star in Mystery House from 1944. When we come back, it's Bela Lugosi, Mystery House. Stick around. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. All right, this is our annual Halloween show, and we have some really scary radio shows. I mean, Lisa's scary enough. Well, I was going to say, Carl, why don't you tell everybody what you're dressed as for Halloween? I'm tra- <laughs> just as uh, <laughs> me. Radio I'm just show. dressed as me. I mean... <laughs> And I do have my sandals and socks on tonight. You know, I don't care anymore. I, I've given up. I don't need to look good. I want to. Oh, I know. <laughs> I want to. <laughs> I want to be comfortable. And you look comfortable. I want to be comfortable when I'm on the. You know, yeah. when I'm on the oh, air. You are. You know, we're here five hours, over five That's hours. I want to be comfortable. Um, hey, you know what? We've got <laughs> we've got a really interesting radio show to play for you now. Bela Lugosi. He didn't do a lot of radio, and. Um, on this particular episode, his co-star is John Carradine. Both of these guys played Dracula in the movies. That's kind of interesting, right? Mm-hmm. They were pals. They were in a lot of movies together, and they recorded a pilot. Now, this show never made it to a regular series. It was called Mystery House, and uh, this was supposed to be a series for Bela Lugosi to be the star each and every week. So they cut a pilot episode. This would be a great radio rarity show. I was show. thinking the same thing. Yeah. And they cut this show, and it's great. Wait till you hear this. It's so creepy. But it never sold. I mean, you know, there's lots of reasons why things don't, you know, don't sell. But this show is just great. Um, Lorene Tuttle is in this cast. Ken Carpenter does the announcing. It's called The Thirsty Death, and I'm promise you you're going to love it this was recorded in 1944 here's part one now of mystery house this is bela lugosi welcoming you to mystery house mystery house starring bela lugosi Mystery House, where live again the stories of the greatest mystery theater the world has ever known, the Grand Guignol of Paris. Mystery House, where tonight the distinguished actor John Carradine joins Bela Lugosi in presenting The Thirsty Death. Uh, Good evening, folks. This is Ken Carpenter. If I sound a little nervous, it's not really my fault. I'm usually a pretty steady guy, calm as anyone, but, well, this is asking too much. 
Bela Lugosi alone is enough to scare you. John Carradine isn't exactly soothing to your nerves, but put them together in a story set in darkest Africa with mad dogs howling in the background and, whew, well, find out for yourself. rises on The Thirsty Death, starring Bela Lugosi and his guest at Mystery House, John Carradine. Do you hear those native drums? Do you know what they're saying? Eve Plazanda does. That is why her heart is pounding to the mounting cadence of those ceaseless drums. That's why she's hurrying faster, faster, hurrying through the North African forest in the oppressive heat of this humid afternoon. And that is why Malad, her native houseboy, follows unwillingly, his eyes rolling fearfully in the wide sockets. Malad, faster! Walk faster! Misas, please! Better we go by! Don't talk such nonsense! What? Misas, thirsty death walks! <clears throat> All around us is thirsty death! You hear, Misas? Do you hear? Oh, stop gibbering no. like a frightened child! No. And anyway, we've no. gone too far to turn back now. No. We're almost halfway to the village. No. But a week, Obak. But a week. Oh, oh, Kubak. Mullen. Mullen, don't leave me here alone. Mullen. Mullen. Let me in. Open the door and let me in. Eve, it is you. Rene. I couldn't believe my own ears. Come in, come in. Oh, I had no idea this was your house, Rene. I knew you lived somewhere near here, but... What happened? I was on my way to the village when Malad, my, my houseboy, became frightened and ran away. There was a mad dog somewhere near. Well, so I have something to thank the epidemic for after all. Who would have thought back in Paris that we should meet again like this? Oh, Rene, please. Yes, yes, forgive me. I was so taken away at seeing you. Oh, sit down. Let me pour you some water. Oh, Oh, thank you. Yeah, drink. Not so fast, Eve. You make yourself ill. More, please. Well, just a little more will be all right, I suppose. I, I never knew before what, what thirst could mean. And imagine those poor devils out there, hundreds of them who have hydrophobia. Eve, whatever induced you to set foot outside your door? Oh, it, it was foolhardy of me, I know. My husband had to leave for the coast, to be gone at least a week. And the prospect of being shut in all alone, except for my terrified houseboy. Yes, the natives are in a dreadful panic. My own houseboy, Gildas, ran off and deserted me yesterday. But you say you were on your way to the village. Well, perhaps you know the Chabours. I was going to stay with them until Francois, my husband, returned. Eve, are you happy with him? Him? You mean my husband? Of course we're happy, very happy. Then why, when I first learned who the new doctor and his wife were, did you send back word by Gildas that I would not be welcome in your home? Because... Because you were afraid that seeing me might rekindle our love? Wasn't that it? No, no, Rene. It's because Francois is such a jealous husband. Middle-aged men with beautiful young wives usually are. Well, I, I'm rested now. I must be on my way to the village if I'm to make it by nightfall. But you can't go out there again. I must. Oh, Rene, you loved me once. I love you still. Then go with me. Take me to the village. Very well. But you're still tired. 
Rest a bit longer, and then we'll start. <sighs> Strange, isn't it, Renee, that, that fate should bring us together again like this? Strange and wonderful. And doesn't it prove something to you, Eve? When you sent me away back there in Paris, because your parents wished you to marry this Dr. Plassant, I chose the farthest, most inaccessible, most uncivilized spot I could think of. And yet, here I am, too. Eve. With my husband. Does he know that you were once in love with another? With me? With another, yes. I'm not sure. Oh, those dogs. You said one spine a tingling. But I'll have my gun, of course. Francois was telling me about the Boivin child. Hydrophobia turned him into such a snarling, howling, frothing beast. They had to smother him between two mattresses. Oh, it's a ghastly disease. And yet there are fools, criminal fools, who refuse to obey the order that all dogs be killed. I didn't hesitate to kill all four of my pets. Eve, why do you suddenly look at me like that? Oh, nothing. There's a dog in your home, isn't there? Yes. But that's sheer folly. Francois refuses to do away with him. That's another reason why I couldn't bear to remain home. I was afraid. What manner of man is this husband of yours? Well, he says he needs the dog for experiments. Please, René, we mustn't delay any longer. It, it gets dark so suddenly out here. Very well. I'll get my gun. René. What's the matter? Somebody's outside. Probably Gildas, that fool houseboy of mine, coming back at last. No, no, it, it's... Eve. Who was it you said you saw just through the windows? Why do you? My husband. Your husband? But I thought you said. You mustn't find me here, Renee. He's so insanely jealous, he'll think he mustn't find me here. Wait, go upstairs. There's a bedroom. All right. Who's there? Oh, good evening. Good evening, monsieur. I'm Dr. Plaisant. Oh, New doctor. Well, won't you come in? Thank you. I am René Bramont. Yes, I've heard of you. I think that back in Paris we had a, a mutual friend. You must be mistaken, my dear doctor. I am from Marseille. So? Oh, sit down. I'll pour you a glass of Lancet. Well, you are an obliging host. To your health, Dr. Plassant. And yours, Monsieur Bramont. Hmm. Splendid liqueur. And I must say, a comfortable place you have here. Thank you, Doctor. This, I presume, is your living room. Uh, where do you sleep? Uh, why, there's, there's a room at the head of the stairs. No other rooms in the lodge? No, it's a very small place. <laughs> Just the kind of place that would appeal to my wife. We're thinking of building next year, and if you don't mind... I like to take a look at the bedroom. No. Uh, that is, I, I'd rather you didn't. Oh. The bedroom is uh, occupied, perhaps? Of course not. I, I'm here all alone. Then? Well, doctor, I might as well confess. Yes? Gildas, my houseboy, deserted me yesterday. Well, the bedroom is in a frightful mess. I must ask you to wait until some other time to see it. Hmm. As you wish. And now, Doctor, at the risk of seeming a rude host, I must remind you that it will soon be dark. You... you think I should be on my way? Well, after all, Dr. Passant, you of all people should be aware of the menace that lurks in the forest. There are still mad dogs loose, and after dark, 
Oh, yes. Those mad dogs. And me completely out of serum. Out of serum? Good heavens! Can't you get some more? The whole district has run out. I intended leaving for the coast today to get a supply, but... Yes? But something very significant came to my attention. So I sent someone else. Doctor, it's such a long trip. Why, this means that for at least a week, every case of hydrophobia in this district must necessarily be fatal. Yes, monsieur. And what ghastly cases we had. Death so horrible that even I, who have seen so much of death, was and utterly revolted. And yet you are so rash as to keep a dog in your own house. What's that, monsieur? What's that? You know I have a dog? Then she told you. She? Why, I, I don't know who you mean. Who told you? Gildas, my houseboy, Gildas. You know how these natives chatter. He heard it from your houseboy. <laughs> a most unusual servant, that Gildas. First leaves your bedroom a frightful mess so that I can't see it. And now he tells you about the dog. Dr. Passant, you must do away with the dog. It's too dangerous. Why, just think if your wife... Your solicitude for my wife's safety touches me deeply, Monsieur Vermont. Too bad she couldn't be along with me on this visit. Yes, it is. But perhaps we shall all three be together quite soon. Goodbye, monsieur. Goodbye, doctor. Yeah. Eve, you can come down now. Oh, Renee. Oh, I was so frightened. I... I can hardly stand. You're pale as a ghost. Here, sit down. I thought he'd never go. And when he asked to see the bedroom, I... Eve, he knew you were here. You think so? His very manner in asking to see the bedroom. And his reaction when I forgot myself and spoke of the dog. Yes, yes. I tried to tell myself otherwise, but I know it's true. Didn't he even speak of a mutual friend in Paris? He meant me. Of course. He knows we were once sweethearts. And now, the way things happen... Don't, Eve, don't. I can't bear to see you like this. And what if he does know? You've done no wrong. God knows you've been a faithful wife. But he... I told you how jealous Francois is. He'll never believe the truth, never. What kind of a devil is he? That you should cower and cringe before him. Oh, you don't know what he's capable of. Then why don't you divorce him? You don't love him, you never have. He'd never consent to a divorce. He's told me so. Then leave him anyway. Eve, darling, come away with me. Come away to the other end of the earth. I'll make you happy, I swear I will. Everything that we once hoped and dreamed together... Oh, Renee, don't, please. You're only making me feel worse. As long as I'm his wife, I... I, I couldn't. Yes. I... I suppose I knew that. Look, night is closed in already. We've got... Eve, what's the matter? If I hadn't caught you then, you'd have fallen. Oh, it's, it's, it's just nerves. I'll be all right. We've got to start for the village at once, Rene. But you're in no condition to ever make it, Eve. Do you realize how far it is? Yes, but I... Those mad dogs prowling in the blackness of the forest? But I, I can't stay here. Why not? You can have the bedroom upstairs. I'll sleep down here on the couch. Do you think he'd ever believe that? Listen, I have an idea. Why didn't I think of it before? Some friends of mine, an elderly couple, have a place down by the river. 
I'll take you there at dawn. They'll say you were here, all, all, you were there all the time. You really think they will? Positive, and Eve. We were probably wrong about your husband knowing you were here. We just imagined things. Everything's going to turn out all right. Ooh, man, this is a creepy show, you know? Which is perfect for me to be airing it because I'm kind of creepy. I didn't say it. I but was I, just you were thinking. Think, you were I thinking. was. I can tell I, you were thinking. I was it. just keeping it to myself. I love Halloween. You know that, Lisa? Well, what are you going to be? I for love Halloween? Halloween. You know, Lisa came over the other day, you know, because we were recording and Mike was there and we were recording. You know, it's the first thing she did when she walked in? What? She went right from the candy that the kid that I have for the kids went right for it. Just um, started just. I took only, a whole bunch of no, candy. No, I took two that, chocolate chips. So you basically took away candy from the kids that are going to come to my house. Uh, you'll, you won't have any kids at your That's house. That's cruel. You never have cruel kids Cruel to house. be kind in, in the, the right measure. measure. Cruel to be kind. It's a very... All right, we'll be back with more of Bela Lugosi. Okay. Stick around. Hi, Carl Amari here. If you enjoy classic radio shows like The Shadow, Jack Benny, Gunsmoke, Dragnet, Suspense, and Burns and Allen, consider becoming a member of the Classic Radio Club. Each month, members receive 10 half-hour classic radio shows in superior sound quality, along with historical liner notes and photos of the radio stars. The 10 shows I'll send you will be on five CDs or via digital download, whichever you prefer. Members also receive an email every week with a digital link to the full five-hour Hollywood 360 radio show and the 30-minute Radio Rarities podcast that Lisa Wolf and I co-host. The digital links never expire, so you can listen to Hollywood 360 and Radio Rarities whenever you'd like. In total, you'll receive 34 classic radio shows per month. And when you join the Classic Radio Club, there's no long-term commitment. You can cancel at any time. Become a Classic Radio Club member at ClassicRadioClub.com. That's ClassicRadioClub.com. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. Carl, I meant to ask you, did you see the video I posted of my Mies Meals this week? Did you see mine? I did because I posted it for you. Oh, <laughs> I didn't see yours. I'm sorry. I... Well, you can mention yours first because it oh. looked like A+. Folks, we get Mies Meals each and every week. Mike gets it. I get it. Lisa gets it. Mies Meals, if you have not tried it, it, you are it really seriously you're missing out. So impressive! the The dishes that we make with Mies Meals are are just delicious. Oh my god! So what did you have this week? I had lemon orzo with spinach and halloumi cheese. Halloumi? That's what it is. Halloumi it's, cheese? It, it's like a, it tasted sort of like a Greek cheese. You mm. know when you get saganaki and there's like lemon on it. And yeah. They they heat the cheese up. That's Tell what me it about tasted it. What like. Did it. What was it look? Well, what? first I made the orzo. It's it's a grain. Yeah. And I made spinach and we mix it all together with a sauce that had onions and garlic in it. She was and like bragging I about this on the way. the cheese and I put lemon work. all over it. She was it. like, oh, my Mies Meals was so good. It was like a dish you'd get in a restaurant. I would yeah. never know how to prepare something like that had it not been for Mies Meals. I'm telling you, my Mies Meals this week was so good. It was like a chicken with waffles. It like had honey butter, butter chicken. Now, here's the thing. You think chicken and waffles. I, I've never, I would never make that normally. Right. I ordered it from Mies Meals and we made it and it was like, everybody was like, this is fantastic. It was so good. And it was 15 minutes. It was on the table right. ready to eat. So amazing. Mies Meals is like this secret place that you have. 
have to check out. It is the best kept secret. Go to measmeals.com, M-E-E-Z meals.com. And every single week they post pictures of like about a dozen things you can order that are, you know, dinner. But there's other things too, not just dinner. There's desserts and other kind of things. But each week they give you a great selection to order. It comes all chopped, prepped, ready to go. You do cook it, and it takes about 10 to 15 minutes, but then it's so fresh, and right. it's right there on, on your mean, table. They do the shopping, they do the cutting and the preparation, and we just put it together and cook it. So it's a wonderful uh, place to get your food. It's healthy, it's delicious, and it's really special. We hope that you'll give it a try. You can also go to our Facebook page, and you can see some of the preparations that I do and that Carl does uh, from start to finish. But yeah. go to the website, MeesMeals, M-E-E-Z, Meals.com promo code Carl for 50% off your first order. Yeah, that's such a great deal. They want everyone listening to try it and uh, taking 50% off so you can try it is really very generous of them. So go to Mies Meals and try it. Promo code Carl, 50% off. You will love it, love it, love it. All right, we're listening to Mystery House, Bela Lugosi, along with John Carradine in a really creepy story called The Thirsty Death. Here's the conclusion. Renee! Renee! What is it? What's the matter? Oh, oh, Renee. Oh, I had such a terrible nightmare. I woke up screaming. Poor thing. Why, you're actually trembling. What what time is it? Well, as a matter of fact, we'd have had to get up soon anyway. It's just about dawn. Then if you don't mind, I'll I'll go back downstairs with you. I, I hate to be alone. Sure thing. I'll start writing and fixing breakfast. I had a restless night, too. Uh, wouldn't be a bit surprised if I was going to have another bout of malaria. My head's spinning. And I ache all over. Sit down. I light the lamp. Yes, too. This eerie blackness. Ah, here's a match. Oh, there. The light from the lamp makes me feel better already. <laughs> I can almost laugh at my horrible dream now. Was it about the dogs? Yes, about the little dog Nero that... My husband refused to kill. I dreamed that, that right before my eyes, the dog changed in the shadowy figure of a man. No wonder you woke up screaming. But that was only the beginning of the dream. It, it seemed to me that I woke up there in the bedroom upstairs, and the shadowy figure was, was leaning over me. I was so paralyzed with fright I couldn't move. And then what happened? And then I heard this, this thing go out of my room and close the door. Then it seemed to me that I lay there in eternity. Trying to scream, but unable to utter a sound. Finally, I found my voice. Eve. Renee, you do look ill. I hadn't noticed before how... Eve, I had a strange dream, too. I also dreamed that a shadowy figure was moving about in here. No. Then I dreamed the figure went out and barred the doors and windows from the outside. Renee, look. The windows are barred. Yes. Quick. The door, test it. Well, we must still be dreaming. It can't be. It's true. The door is locked and barred from the outside. Whoever you are there, open the door. We've got to get out of here. We've got to get out of here. Well, I hope you're not frightened yet because this isn't anything. Wait till you hear Bela Lugosi and John Carradine in the second act of The Thirsty Death. And wait till you hear those howling dogs.
Plazant and René Bermond beating senselessly on the barred door. The barred door which keeps them prisoners there in Monsieur Bermond's lodge, remote in the North African forest. As we return to them now in the ghostly dawn, they are still hammering their fists on the door in a fit of panic, still shouting hopelessly for help. Stop it! Stop! Stop it! We're behaving like panicky children. We've got to be calm. We've got to think this thing through like rational human beings. Calm, Renee. Rational? Yes, yes, of course. We wake up and find the door and windows barred from the outside. Now, is that any reason to give way to terror? Shadowy figure, Renee. He must have had a purpose. A ghastly purpose. Nonsense. He only existed in your imagination. And I dare say you transplanted him to mine. For all we know, Gildas may have done this just as a joke. You don't really believe that, Renee. Certainly I do. Or if it wasn't Gildas, maybe it was some native with a twisted sense of humor. Oh, Renee, we've got to get out of here. Naturally, it shouldn't be very difficult if we use our heads. Now then, let's see. Why, of course. I have a hatchet over here in the drawer. Oh, Renee. Gone. Renee, he took it. Whoever locked us in took it. Now, now. I don't get hysterical no. again. I can always fire my revolver and maybe it tries help that way. Oh, then hurry, hurry. Let's see. The cartridge is over here in the other drawer. No. Cartridges. They're gone, too. Yes. They're gone, too. Renee, the door. Somebody's there. It's opening. Dr. Fraser. Ah, good morning, Monsieur Bimond. And Eve, my dear wife. Aren't you happy to see your devoted husband again? You locked us in, didn't you? Yes, it was you. Stand where you are, monsieur. I shall feel impelled to use my gun. Dr. Poisson, what sort of comedy do you think you're playing? A romantic one, but only as a supporting player. I'm sure you'll be the first to admit that. Oh, no, 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 Francois. It isn't true what you're thinking. We can explain everything if you'll only give us a chance. Yes. <laughs> I'm sure it would be a most ingenious alibi. You blind, stupid, jealous fool. I demand that you let us out of here at once. Let you out? Oh, no. I couldn't do that. It would be criminal. Criminal? Decidedly, you are dangerous. What riddles are you speaking now? Not riddles. Facts. Oh, he's gone mad. Completely mad. No, my dear wife. I'm not mad, but unfortunately, it will soon be impossible to say the same about one of you. What? Which one? Me? Perhaps. And then again? Perhaps it is she. Who knows? What are you talking about? Tell us what you have to say and be done with it. Very well, Monsieur Bremont. Remember telling me that I ought to have killed my little dog? What about it? I have been forced to follow your advice, Monsieur. You see, the dog had become rabid. Oh. But what has that to do with us? Patience. Patience. What will interest you particularly is that last night, after I killed the poor dog, I filled my hypodermic needle with its saliva. With its saliva? Yes, its saliva, brimming with hydrophobia. And then I came back here, came back all the way through the forest, I came back with my hypodermic needle. And it was really you. You that I saw leaning over my bed. And then you injected the needle into me. You monster! You infected us both! No, no, not both. Just one of you. Don't you remember my saying? Oh, which one? Which one did you infect? It wasn't me. Or me, in the name of heaven, man. <laughs> Very soon you'll find out. 
But very soon, the one who is infected will begin to feel the symptoms. You are, you are quite unmistakable, I assure you. First, just a general feeling of sickness, steadily growing worse. And I'm the one. I woke up feeling ill. And what about me? I thought it was malaria. Next will come that awful crucifying thirst. And then the final stage. The transformation into a snarling, frothing, howling beast that will bite and tear and stand back, Grimond, or I shoot. Dr. Pezan, by all that is holy, I swear that we are innocent. Oh, yes, Francois, yes. Have you no mercy? I have only advice. There in the drawer, where you failed to find the hatchet, I left a knife. A knife? Oh, it's not sharp enough or strong enough to tear open the door or... Window bars, however, when the mad person attacks the healthy one, the knife will prove useful. <laughs> Goodbye. If we only knew, if we only knew which one of us it was. Not me. He wouldn't have done it to me. He wants me. He, he wouldn't destroy me. It's you, Rene. He did it to you. You're just saying that, Eve. You know in your heart it isn't true. Suspicion has turned his love for you into inhuman hatred. You're the one he'd want to destroy, not me. It's you he's infected. You. First, just a general feeling of sickness. Steadily growing worse. General feeling of sickness. Steadily growing on. That's what he said. What's that you're saying, Eve? Rene, there's no longer any doubt about it. It was me that he infected. No, no, no. It was me. Just as he said, the symptoms are unmistakable. Why should I lie to myself or you any longer? I'm the victim. You're sure, Rene? You're positive? Good to God that I weren't. A general feeling of sickness. come that awful crucifying thirst. That awful crucifying thirst. Rene! Where is the water jug? Why, it was right over here. Empty! No! That devil! He must have poured out all the water. Poured out all the water! And I'm so thirsty! So horribly, terribly thirsty! You are? Eve, you are? Then you must be the one. Water! Water, give me water! <laughs> And then, the final stage. The transformation into a snarling, laughing, howling beast that will... Why do you stand there looking at me, Rene? Water! I've got to have water! There's nothing I can do, Eve. Nothing! You've got to do something! There in the drawer where you failed to find the hatchet, I left a knife. Water! I've got to have water! When the mad person attacks the healthy one, the knife will prove useful. Rene! What are you doing with that rod? Why, I... Put down I... that knife, Rene! Put it away! Put it away, you hear? Eve, stay away from me, I warn you. He's going to kill Don't me. come a step closer. Kill if you do, I'll knife. have to use this knife. We're locked in here together, Eve, and there's nothing I can do but use this knife. Help! Help! Oh! 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 Oh!
Doctor! Doctor, see? I come back. I come back. Yes, my lad. You come back. Missus, where is she? Where do you think she is? The home was Monsieur Bremont, where you took her. Monsieur Bremont? No, no, doctor. Mollet not take Missus anywhere. Mollet get scared of dogs. Run away and leave Missus all alone in forest. Come back now to say very sorry. Don't lie to me. You took her to Monsieur Bremont yesterday. Just as you had probably taken her many times before. No, no. Tell me, my lord, no. how much did she pay you for keeping her secret? Secret? What secret you talk about? Don't taunt me about. You lying devil. No. It won't do any good. I found her with Monsieur Bremont. Who this Monsieur Bremont? Mollet not know. If no. you say that once more, I'll flog you. No. The game is up. I've caught her with her lover and... Mollet not know what you talk. Yesterday, Mrs. Fay go with her to village. On the way, dog come. Mollet run. Leave Mrs. behind. Now, come back to say very sorry. A very oh. clever story, Mollet. Oh, yeah. And who knows? Yeah. I might have been fool enough to believe it. If not for this. Oh, you get letter. Yes, a letter. Last night. While visiting Monsieur Vermont's lodge... I found it in a drawer hidden under a box of cartridges. It's in her own handwriting. Doctor, what let her say? I couldn't bear to read what my wife wrote to her lover. I haven't read it. But I will now. I'll read it now. This is very good to my lady. Very good to my lady. Doctor, what is it? Why, you... René, everything that once was between us is forgotten and must forever remain that way. Please, I beg you, never come to see me. And if ever we chance to meet, remember I am Madame Pleasant and not the girl who... Oh, dear God! What have I done? Doctor, where you go? Quick, Marit, come. Maybe there is yet time. Let me out, for God's sake. Let me out of here. Yes, yes. Quick, Marit, help me get the door open. Missus. Death. How did you expect to find her? So, you killed her? Yes. I killed her. I was only your instrument. You gave her that monstrous disease. Eve. Eve. Look at her now. Your wife. Your beautiful young wife. You and your hypodermic needle. You made her into a coughing, howling, biting... Listen to me. It's true. The blood is on my soul. She was not a victim of hydrophobia. What? All that about that hypodermic needle. I made it up. Neither you nor, nor my wife was touched. <laughs> Oh, 
Ladies and gentlemen, that was The Thirsty Death, starring Bela Lugosi and John Carradine with Lorene Tuttle. What's the matter, Ken? We didn't frighten you, did we? Well, I'm afraid you did, Bela. That was pretty scary. Oh, that was nothing. Nothing? No. Wait till you hear next week's story. It's a grand guignol play about a woman who was buried alive. And my guest will be the beautiful and charming Simone Simone. Hope you and your audience will join me next week at Mystery House. Bela Lugosi is currently being starred in a series of Mystery House pictures at Universal Studios. You'll find Mystery House novels on sale at your local bookstore. John Carradine will soon be seen in the title role of Bluebeard. This is Ken Carpenter. You know, I, I could have used a carpenter uh, recently. I'm having a wall built in my basement. You're not and handy. I'm trying to do it myself, and oh, uh, really, you did try to do it yourself. And didn't it, it, the wall kind of went a little bit this way, and a little bit that way, mm. and a little bit this way. So I could have used Ken Carpenter, you know? Right, to um, hang your wall. But uh, anyway, you know, at the end of this show, Lugosi tells listeners that next week, Simone Simone will co-star with him in a story about a woman who's buried alive. Sounds great, right? <laughs> but never happened. The This was the only episode ever produced in this series. It was the audition. So, of course... Um, Simone Simone never did that episode. Right. And then Ken Carpenter also talks about how Bella Lugosi is currently starring in a series of Mystery House pictures at Universal Studios. That, that never happened either. either. I'm guessing Bela might have been a little bit, maybe it was difficult. Maybe. You know, maybe I mean, it was I know what it's like to work with you, you know, You know exactly what it's like. <laughs> Mike is tough to work with. I, I agree with you, 100%. Yeah, yeah it's Mike. Um, that's yeah. why I'm in a different room. That's right. right. We have to keep him you know, You're way, the hall. way over there. So we posted a video, another unauthorized video, at our Facebook page. So if you want to check it out, go to uh, Facebook and search Hollywood 360 Radio. You will see another um, behind, behind the, the scenes, scenes yeah. moment. Jinx. <laughs> It's such a child. <laughs> Time for this month in music history. Well, I decided to do Halloween songs, oh. so I started with this one. I couldn't do Halloween songs without Time Warp. This is a Rocky Horror Picture Show? It sure is. 1973 musical. And uh, this is this 1975 film adaptation of the musical. Oh. Never seen this musical. Uh, is it any good? It's got, I mean, I don't think that you'd appreciate it, but it, sure, it certainly has a cult following. Yeah. The time warp again. Yeah, right? there we go. Yeah. And they made a whole motion picture about it, right? That's what you were saying? That's what I said. I mean, like a whole <laughs> so major motion picture right, about it? Right, it's the Rocky Horror Was it any good? Uh, I... I liked it, but I saw it when I was, you know, a teenager. So ah, okay. I don't know how I'd feel about it today. Right. Okay, well, you've gotten bitterer as you've gotten. Is that right. a word, bitterer? 
Uh, I don't think so. More How about more bitter? bitter? M- more bitter. Right. So you probably don't like it now, uh, but you like it back then. Maybe a little more mature. You were <laughs> easier. Sure. You were easier back then. That's right. Back in Easy the fifties, when you were a teenager. In the thirties. In yeah. the thirties. All right. Thanks, Lisa. Sure. When we come back, we have more of Hollywood three hundred and sixty. Stick around. Uh, More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. In our next hour, it's a tense drama on suspense starring Ronald Coleman from 1945. Plus, we're going to play... Beat the host. Uh, it's going to be Halloween trivia questions. Ah, Halloween so trivia. So uh, you might know a thing or two about Hollywood, uh, not Hollywood, Halloween trivia. I said that earlier. You know, I goofed earlier. I said <laughs> Halloween instead well, of Hollywood. Well, you always goof. I rarely goof. Uh, give us a call, 312-642-5600. We're looking for caller number 11. 11. Why don't you, that's 11. A, just, it's on 10. Why don't you just you make the loudest 10? And said moving 10 to 11. Why did you have to have 11? I don't know what you're saying to me. Oh, you don't know the movie? We'll be back.